Hey teacher friends, welcome back to another incredible episode of the This Teacher Life podcast where all summer long we are replaying the greatest episodes of season one. And this one was a really special episode that was released back in November around Thanksgiving. It was episode nine titled Reflection Plus Thankfulness Equals Best Practice. I love a good equation. I feel like that's a really good equation. But it was talking about thankfulness around Thanksgiving time. And it talks a lot about an SEL self-reflection activity that I did with students to help us better understand what the season of thankfulness is all about. And truly, as I reflect right now on things that we can be thankful for during distance learning, I think the list is kind of long. I know it was hard and I know that it was not what we predicted, not the way that we wanted to end the school year, but there are so many beautiful things that stemmed from it. And whatever the classroom looks like, in August, I think that this activity is absolutely something that you can do with kids in a classroom, with kids online, and I think it's something that's really gonna touch our hearts and our heads. And I'm pumped to replay it right now for you. So let's get rolling. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Jenta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. breakdown on how this episode evolved into what it's going to be. One thing that I think is really, really important in our profession is self-reflection, but also student reflection. I think as a teacher, I want to make sure that I'm constantly checking in with kids to see what they are liking, what they are needing, what they are responding to. In our heads, we can think we know what students like. We can think we know what's totally working. But until we actually ask kids, I don't know if we have a true pulse on the situation. And I think the same is true for us. We sometimes get into these cycles. If we've been teaching for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we're like, oh, yeah, that worked last year. Oh, yeah, that's worked in the past. But until we do some serious self-reflection on how it's working right now with this student population, sometimes we end up missing the mark a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, what I did was I had students start thinking about things that they were thankful for, thankful for both in their life, but also in our classroom community. And then the other day, what I actually had them do was write those, physically write those with a pencil or a pen on a note card because I wanted to actually collect those so I could hear both the student standpoint and their reflection and then cross check that with my own teacher reflection that I've been doing. 
And the goal is for all of this to guide instruction as I continue with the rest of the year, with second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. And I left it a little bit open-ended for kids. I just said, in general, tell me things that you're thankful for in your school life and also in your real life. Because I think their real life baggage or their real life feedback or their real life things absolutely impact what's going on in their classroom life. And so I collected all these note cards and I just felt so compelled to share some of these with you. Because they were open-ended, I wasn't really sure what I was going to get. I do lots of different self-reflection and student reflection activities throughout the year, but I'd never done one around the Thanksgiving holiday. So I wondered what that was going to do with connecting with student emotions. And so I wanted to just share a few. These are literally off of the note cards from students. One student put, I'm thankful that I haven't put myself down in a while. I'm thankful that my self-esteem and my self-confidence is raising. I'm thankful for the chances that you're given in this classroom. I'm thankful that you always give me another try. I'm thankful that I have teachers like you who truly do care for all of their students. I'm thankful that things are so positive in here. Even when other people don't get things right, even when 98% of students get something right and one person gets something wrong, we as a class are such a family because we're so positive. I'm thankful that I'm getting good life skills from my dad. I'm thankful for the energy in this class. Friends, all of those were written by middle school students. Seventh and eighth grade students wrote all of those. And isn't it interesting how so many kids chose heart things? They chose things that are connected to emotion. They chose things that are not connected to things like candy and free time and recess. Like they chose things that made us feel that are connected to the heart. And I love when we leave things a little bit open-ended, we get authentic responses from kids. I had students do this anonymously, but what's really, really interesting was I started to find some patterns within some of my students. I started to find patterns on that these kids really do find second tries and third tries meaningful. They find positivity within the classroom meaningful. They understand when a teacher truly does care. There were a couple at the beginning where they're thankful about self-confidence and that they haven't degraded themselves. I loved hearing that because it reminds me that yes, I'm a science teacher, but I'm also trying to do life with these kids every single day and those moments matter. There were a few others that I thought were kind of cute that I wanted to share. One student said, I like when you draw popsicle sticks because then everyone has to participate. In my classroom, I force participation because a hand up in my class indicates that you have a question, not that you want to answer a question. It's a practice that a lot of us as teachers use, but it's interesting that that does push kids outside of their comfort zone 
But then as they self-reflect, they can say, you know, it makes me nervous sometimes and it forces me to actually like be engaged. Hello, that's the point. I'm glad you realize that. But they're also saying, I think it's important that all kids actually raise their hand and enjoy the class. Now, there was one that I thought was particularly interesting because one kid said that he was thankful for not using the shotgun effect for punishment. And it was interesting because when I read that, I thought, I don't even know what that means. But he had stapled a personalized explanation note to this. He said, make sure that you read this first so my comments makes more sense. So I'm going to open up his notes. And in his note, he basically goes on to say that the shotgun effect, he defines it. The shotgun effect is when a teacher does a class punishment in most cases where it's intended just for one or two students who need the punishment, but instead the entire class gets penalized. And I thought... What an interesting thing that a kid is thankful for that I don't use the shotgun effect, that I don't penalize or punish the entire class when really I need to target just a few kids. Isn't that interesting? Like, this is what happens regardless of whether your kids are middle school, high school, or elementary kids. When we give them the opportunity to truly self-reflect, they're going to give us some super meaningful actual info that we can use to continue to drive our instruction and to drive our intentions with kids. It is time for the fun fact of the episode. And since this episode is all about being thankful for the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, I thought I would give a fun fact about my thoughts on Thanksgiving. I hope I don't lose listeners off of this, but I think Thanksgiving food is absolutely disgusting. Dry turkey is not my jam. I do not prefer marshmallows on like a spongy orange vegetable. Is a yam a vegetable? I don't really know. Cranberry sauce? What? No, thank you. I'm not even a big mashed potatoes or noodles person. I know that some people literally live their entire year for this plate of food, but I pass on this plate of food. What, like if I could plan my own Thanksgiving gathering with like all my families and friends, we would order pizza and like, yeah, we would have pizza and no pie. We would get like a treats of pizza from the Dairy Queen. We would get some Domino's pizza up in the table and we would go around and say how thankful we were for the variety of pizzas, not for the variety of pumpkin dishes. Are you with me on this? I hope you're with me on this. All right, I've got another set of thankfulness note cards that I wanna share with you that are absolutely hilarious. You're gonna wanna stick around for all of these because as much as those heartfelt cards really, really helped, It was also funny because on the flip side of that, I had oh so typical kid responses on things that they were thankful for. Like one kid says, I'm thankful for getting braces to fix my crooked teeth. Like, ugh, I love it, middle school kids. Uh, I'm thankful for the sick beats that Miss G plays during class. Uh, I wanna note that they put beats with a Z. Yes, I'm thankful that I'm getting taller. 
I'm thankful that I can saw a board perfectly without cutting off my finger. Rock solid. Oh my God, I love that. I'm uh, thankful for the ordinary fun. I think they mean extraordinary fun. God love them. Uh, the ordinary fun, like running around to collect the papers. I've never seen a teacher do that, and it is so, so exciting. I'm thankful to have a goofy teacher like you. And, oh, this is a perfect one to end on. I'm thankful for my jump shot. Yes. Guys, this activity is so stinking fun. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you think. It's going to make you reflect. And it's going to do the exact same thing for our students. I am so thankful that they took this activity seriously. And I think they're going to be so thankful that I can take some of the feedback that I got. Some things like, Ms. Jenta, we do some testing sometimes on technology, which is something we think kids like, right? Like, I want to take a test on a Chromebook. So I've actually converted a bunch of tests to Chromebooks. And I got so many students writing on these note cards that they would be thankful if they took pencil paper tests again. I didn't know that. I thought I was doing something that they were thankful for. And then they kind of flipped that on me and said, no, actually, can we test on pencil paper? I would feel more comfortable with that. I totally urge you, whether you're doing this on note cards or you're creating a survey in your Google Classroom or you're just having an open conversation with kids, whether you do it as a thankfulness activity or you do it just as a reflection on a Tuesday, I think that when we ask students what they are thankful for, what they need, what they want, what they're concerned about, what they love, we can use that. And then we as teachers are thankful for what happens next. Truly, I am so thankful that you are here listening to this podcast. When I decided to do this at the beginning of last school year, my number one goal was to make an impact on our teacher community was to share tips and tricks and stories and strategies and laugh and cry with you. And I hope that you have enjoyed it so much. In fact, if you are thankful for this Teacher Life podcast, whether this is the first episode you've ever listened to, or this is your, you know, you're you're an every week listener and you're re-listening to these right now, would you do me a favor? Would you click the screenshot button on your phone? Like click that screenshot button. Or if you're listening to it in the car and you wanna take a picture of your dashboard, post that on social media, put it on the Facebook, put it on the Twitter, put it on the Instagram and let other teachers know about this podcast. I wanna continue sharing and growing in the teacher community. And when you let other teachers know that this is a great source of fun and and energy and ideas. I think that means a lot. So we're gonna continue with the summer replays and then season two starts in August. Thanks for listening, everybody.